Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 59. I've talked a little bit before about how I referred myself to the NHS mental health services back in January. Where I live, you can self-refer through a number of services, and I went through Steps to Wellbeing. Steps to Wellbeing offered me one-to-one cognitive behavioural therapy, CBT for short, but the wait was going to be a few months. And whilst I waited for NHS treatment, They also offered me some online NHS courses, but also, thanks to referring myself through our employee assistance programme, I got some therapy at work too. Back in April, my CBT started, online, an hour each week with a therapist. It's now been five. I have just one more session left and I wanted to share a little bit about my experiences. The first thing to say is, I'm glad I did it. It's been really very helpful and if anyone was asking, I would say, try it. And I say specifically try it because whilst on balance it's been really helpful for me, I know that other people have not found it so. And actually I think there have been things that I've done leading up to getting CBT that have helped prepare me for it and make it more helpful than it might otherwise have been. That said, on balance, if you're thinking about it, I would say try it. And if that's all you needed to hear, feel free to turn off the episode there and go make the referral. But also please come back. I don't want to have recorded all this next stuff for no one. For those that don't know, and disclaimer, I'm not an expert. Cognitive behavioural therapy deals with the cycle of our thoughts, feelings and behaviours. For example, for me, how when I feel down, I do less stuff and see fewer people. So I think my life is a mess. So I feel more sad and round and round it goes. CBT looks at the situation looks at where things are firing up those negative cycles and looks to drop in alternatives that will start a new, different, positive cycle of thoughts, feelings and behaviours. In earlier sessions, this was mostly about reframing thoughts and allowing myself to see alternative perspectives. But later, as we also looked at the different systems of the mind and body underneath our thoughts, feelings and behaviours, It included some action-based things too. We looked at our three systems, threat, drive and soothe, and what they feel like. Threat and its sense of fear and disgust. Drive and its sense of excitement and happiness. Soothe and its sense of calm and relaxation. CBT isn't just about the sessions, it's about a thought record you keep between each session, allowing you to use the session to look back on the things that have happened in the week. And doing this helped me to see how quick I am to move between threat, 
and drive, only ever deploying Soothe just long enough to jump back on the horse again and get moving. And it's probably been the biggest thing I've taken away from the whole experience, that feelings are felt in the body and that we need to feel them and acknowledge them, not brush them away, but equally not rushing to attach thoughts to them so that they can spiral out of control. It actually came from a book I'm reading between sessions, not one my therapist recommended. She sends me loads of YouTube links instead. But one I think I would not have seen on the shelf had it not been for having CBT at the time. It's called The Hidden Spring by Mark Solms, who is a neuroscientist. And he says this amazing thing about feelings. Feelings disappear from consciousness when the need they announce is met. I love that. Feelings disappear from consciousness when the need they announce is met. I have no doubt I will say more about that book when I'm done reading it, but that's a real gem from the first few chapters. Back to CBT, and as it's starting to wrap up, I'm starting to think about the whole process. And personally, for me, I'm very glad that I had that therapy through work first. It brought me out of a much worse place and made me much more able to cope with CBT. My experience of the two types of therapy are very different. The talking therapy from work was just a chance to talk, have someone ask questions and offer alternative perspectives. In some ways, doing what CBT was getting me to do for myself, but much more gently and much more guided and with someone there to listen and calmly respond when I could not do that for myself. CBT with the NHS was perhaps more empowering, but also much less comforting. Not to say that it was unfriendly or anything like that. In fact, my CBT therapist has been so lovely, but it's just different. A much more functional approach. Totally worth it. Totally worth trying. But also, I'm not entirely sure if I would have been in a place back in January to make the most of that. I very much needed some gentle guiding first. And actually, I think I've learned that going forward, I probably need a little bit of that gentle guiding more regularly. I'm glad I gave CBT a go. It's given me some great tools and approaches that have left me feeling much more able to cope. But it has also helped me to see that I need some more help to get my soothe system working right. And that was very much what my earlier therapy helped me with and what I'd like to do more of. So that's my little guided tour of my CBT experience. If you have any questions, please feel free to send them to me on the details coming up and I'm sure I will remember things I've missed and bring them up at some time. But If you're thinking about trying CBT and not sure about it, then in the spirit of the last episode, 
don't let the why nots pile up. Instead, why not? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at LifeAfterVax.com. Until next time. Thank you.